And it's a kickback. Uh, on this episode, we welcome our guest, Conrad Pax, out of New York City. What's up, man? How you doing? What's up? Hey, hey. So what's been going hey, on good. with you lately? How you feeling, man? Uh, I feel pretty good. Uh, I've just been working, running, making music, trying to enjoy myself. Yeah, I feel that. I'm glad to have you on today. And Oh, dude, I can tell you've been running your ass off. You post this stuff on Instagram. I'm like, damn. Back in my, hey, back in my day, I could do. <laughs> I, think, I think you love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so Conrad Pax is a recording artist. He's fresh to the scene. He just rebranded. Um, I also actually manage him as well, kind of. It's more of a partnership. Um, yeah. Um, and so he's with us today. He has a new album dropping on February 2nd called Headspace. And that's kind of what we want to talk to you about today. So if you, yeah. um, first, we have to set the vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did do it last week. We kept forgetting. All right. So our set the vibe segment comes from, um, our brand ambassador is the Whittle Things. Um, she's on Facebook, Instagram. Um, she's and she uses Snapchat, but I don't know if she wants that out there. But um, her Instagram is popping. She goes. She posts positive quotes. You know, she has reviews on marijuana strains, and she's very open and stuff like that. And um, the quote I'm gonna go with today to kind of set the vibe for this is: Today is a new day. Take it one moment at a time. You are worth more than your past, and there's so much more waiting for you in the future. Forgive yourself for Ooh. yesterday, and lean into gratitude for a wiser today. Ooh. Yeah, it was that's a mouthful, a but but that's a bar. yeah, it's it's a lot there. But I think it it, it sets in today because uh, you know, we we with music, you have to take it a day at a time. You know, it's it's not gonna come overnight. So the yeah. success in the music industry. So, um. That was set the vibe it takes, again. It takes 10 years to be an overnight success. With, with yeah, word to Big Sean. The Don. Uh, but yeah, I'm thankful you could join us today, tonight, um, since this is pre-recorded. Um, again, shout out to our partner. It's the Widow Thing. She's one of our brand ambassadors, and she's super dope. Um, if you've been to one of our events, you've met her. Um, Whitney's a great person. But anyway, let's get into why you're on the show today. So like I said before, you are dropping an album February 2nd called Headspace. Um, so I'll just start it off with some questions. Uh, you know, you're from you're from Quincy, or actually you're from smaller town over, but... Where are you from Quincy? Carthage, Carthage, Illinois. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, with that in mind, what made you like decide, like, fuck it, I have to chase my dreams, I have to go for it, you know? Um, and what's, what's kind of like your backstory, really? like, what got you to this point? Um, well, I just like, like, being in a small town, I feel like I was around a lot of people that had dreams. Um, and some did chase, but a lot of people didn't. Um, a lot of people just kind of gave in and, uh, 
it's on a career or something to like make money, whether they have like families and I mean, there's a lot of decision making that goes in that, but you know, like you see someone talk about what they once dreamed about and like, I just never really wanted that for myself. Like I always wanted to go for it. Um, I definitely wouldn't be able to like live with myself if I knew I had a chance to go for it and I never took it and I just sat and all my mind I knew one day I should have taken that chance but like I never I never went for it I never yeah tried what could have been um that haunts people yeah I I know old elders that like it kind of haunts them you know they kind of instilled in me like you know you're young you gotta go for it (laughs) and you know to me, to me, it's like, uh, what the hell are you talking about? I don't know how you'd even start, but, you know, you just got to start. So I give you a round of applause for that because you're right. right. Not a lot of people from this area even start. Yeah, you got a lot of balls to do that, too. Balls, but it's <laughs> a, a lot of courage to do that, for real. Yeah. So, uh, so um, just a little backstory. You did start music kind of came to you like when you were younger right you played instruments and stuff what all instruments did you play um so i <laughs> i started out playing piano when i was like five and i like i had like a short attention span so i didn't really like stick with that very well um but i, I could memorize stuff like it just uh over time like i always had like toy guitars and like drum sets and <laughs> I would, I'd like put on CDs on like a five disc like changer and just like jam along to these like random like rock songs or like country songs or like I threw in like Nelly tapes and like 50 cent <laughs> CDs and would just like, play beats to them. Um, and then I, I always knew like when I was in like third grade, I would watch like uh, my parents like force my brother to play saxophone <laughs> and they had to like do like a year band. And so I was at like the concert band, like, um, like showings and concerts. And, uh, they, uh, I would look at all the instruments and I'd be like, I want to play drums because drums, you like keep the beat, you're kind of in control, but also like, you don't have to like waste your air blowing into something. Like I was worried I was going to like freak out, hyperventilate. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I played the trumpet, so um, that didn't last too long. <laughs> <laughs> like really intense with it yeah um, and, and just after that like it was kind of like a muse to like just sit down in the basement i i found a snare drum and i started playing along to like songs um and then eventually i bought my first drum set um i used to just beat the fuck out of that drum set for, like, <laughs> that's what's Anything. up man um i it was like uh I was really inspired by Travis Barker for a while. Yeah. I really liked a lot of it. Like, he just versatile, man. Like, he does, like, everything. Um, that he does. Like, literally. That he and does. I, I just wanted that. Like, I don't know. I just kept going. I kept building on guitar. I started learning how to sing. Um, I was pushed into choir by Kathy Dooley when I was, like, 15. Because I showed, like, little interest in, like, junior high. Yeah. Um... <laughs> She's a teacher, right? Yeah, she was. She actually yeah. was just recognized by that one show um, a year or two ago. They came to town. It was a big thing. Oh, yeah, the, the makeover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, she was nice to me for my yeah. little stint at QHS. So. I don't, I don't know that lady. So, <laughs> uh, 
so so what kind of so what kind of got what made you want to like become an artist like kind of where did you start then what what led to um conrad packs from quincy illinois um well i got into like musical theater when i was in high school due to being pushed into the choir room, um, kind of like meeting people. Um, they always needed some dude with like a deep voice to sing like bass parts. So a lot of musical theater songs like have that kind of mm-hmm. like build to it. And I got really entranced by that and just like other music I was listening to. Um, and then I found this like new school in New York City and I sent in an audition. They were like, you should come, like we can figure stuff out. Um, and when I just, like, heard that opportunity and just thought about, like, living in the city, like, I always wanted to when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I just imagined it. Like, I just felt like I wanted to be where other people are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Little, like, Little Mermaid reference. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I caught it. I caught it. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but... After that, like, I, I got to theater school, and the more, like, watching people go through, like, rejection and, like, auditions and, like, trying to keep, like, some sort of, like, head about them to continue on, um, I kind of didn't want to, like, go through that, honestly. Um, I more or less felt like I could play by my own rules and get where I wanted to go, and... It started getting to a point where it was like, I didn't really want to create someone else's show. I wanted to start mm. making my own thing. Damn. Um, That's real. I fuck like, with that. <laughs> That's a big. That's a bar. Yeah. <laughs> nah, sorry for um, cutting you off. I, that, that, I fuck with that. No, it's it's just like, like it takes steps. Like At first, I, I used to think like, oh, like I could do this, but like I don't know if I have enough skills. I don't think I know enough. Like you're kind of like bad on yourself. So then I was like, all right, well I can do other people's stuff like well, like I can like play a role well. I can do that. And then, um, as it continues on, it's like, well, like I can like kind of like singing like i can write like raps and i think i could do something like really funny so that led me to being chef boyer d um yeah and it was just kind of like i was writing like goofy shit or shit i thought was like funny um yeah you're having fun with it and it was yeah it it was fun like it was just a lot of fun the first time i jumped on stage um i had like a really good reaction um at uh, it was like the coast to coast showcase or whatever. Mm. I really didn't expect much. I I always like kind of just like expect nothing, but like when something great happens, great. If I get booed off, and it's just kind of like whatever. Um, yeah. But it was a really good reaction. Like a lot of people were like fucking with just the energy I was bringing. Really, like there were people that had, I feel like like really good songs but there was something to be said about like stage presence and connecting to the audience or saying something that like a little more real um is that about the delivery yeah yeah it's a it's a show yeah you're there for your showmanship exactly i feel that so uh so you you bring up chef so you did coast to coast as chef boyardee so what made you go from Mm -hmm. chef to conrad packs like what what was the rebrand what was like 
what was the moment I was like, I can really do this, but I don't know if I that name will get me where I want to go. Um. Well, I kind of felt like I had more to say than like jokes. Mm-hmm. Um. Like like punchlines. Um. I felt more like almost like like Chef was cool. But a lot of people too like thought of it as a joke in a way because it was like humorous. Yeah. Um, and I felt if I wrote like serious songs or like started to like, you know, kind of like, like bare my soul on a track or like talk about like more serious things. Um, the name Chef Boyer D really doesn't like give that nice off. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And. So I was, I was like thinking in my head, I was like, well, what could it be? Like, I don't, I don't want to go by my own name. Like, yeah, Nick Boyer, like, okay, yeah, that's, that's me. But I feel like I should be able to be me to some extent. Like, um, yeah, you want to be able to turn off Conrad Pax and go back to Nick Boyer. Yeah. No, I get that. I get Um, that. And so I was sitting in bed one morning with my girlfriend and we were like watching uh once some like fairy tale show and we were like brainstorming names and she was just like i feel like you could be like a conrad like you could just be conrad <laughs> and i was like yeah i you know huh? for some reason yeah, that like sweetie. really sticks i don't know yeah. why and then uh I just kept thinking, like, Pats, like, with an X. It just sounded, I don't know, like, the it, two together just, like, worked. And, yeah. Like, shout out to Morgan, because it was all her idea. <laughs> right? but, um, Morgan, Morgan. Oh, see? I told you he was going to fall. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I didn't. It was just, it just worked. Like, as soon as I saw it, I just, the first thing I thought, too, which is, like, kind of funny, I was just, like, see Pats with the stats spitting on tracks like i don't know like it just it's kind of like <laughs> in my head like yeah no that's um, dope yeah. so um as a uh, question for you and james how did the partnership happen as far as james managing you to be a conrad pass now <laughs> you want to take it or you want me to take it um you can start you can go ahead okay <laughs> So, I've never actually met Nick in person. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. So, with that said, uh, my brother KJ was like, hey, this guy makes music. He wants you to check him out. And he sent it to me, and I was like, I gave KJ the feedback. And he's like, I don't know why you're telling me. And I was like, uh, okay. And so, um, after he emailed me, I emailed back with all that, like, the criticism. And I was like, I hope... You know, I always leave it with, like, I hope you don't take it the wrong way, you know, stuff like that. And he was, like, so acceptance, accepting of that, like, it didn't, like, he didn't get upset like most people do, like, oh, you don't know what you're talking yeah. about kind of thing. He he took it all in, what I said, and then he came back with new music, and I was, like, blown away from the growth. Like, the first track he sent me is on my SoundCloud. I'll never delete it. I'll never delete it. But I might make it go private. I might put it on private just so we're, when we're in those fucking meetings and shit like that. And I'll be like, man, 
I'm just gonna play it. Be like, remember when you sent me this? Like, it's like now we're doing this. Like, this is so crazy. So yeah, it's all gonna come full circle. Yeah, and so I don't, I don't know what we, what, what it really was. I don't think we've ever really had that conversation of like, uh, what am I gonna do? I think it was like more of a guidance thing, and I just say the manager role because you know, as far as the songs and just ideas and stuff. I talk to him every day. I talk to him more. I talk to my girlfriend. <laughs> you know, so that's just uh, that's just what it is. But like, I think our bond is dope for people that have like never physically met. It's, I mean, it's currently COVID, but I think our bond is dope. But yeah, you know, I, is there anything you want to add to that? Or I kind of hit it on the head. Or? No, I, I literally it was it. Yeah, pretty much like. Um, <laughs> I talk to you literally every day, um, <laughs> and it was, more like, it was more or less that. Like it was just like I sent him tracks, and I just kept sending him tracks, and he would always have a critique or like something that like you know maybe I didn't know. So then I would just take it and I would internalize that and start thinking, all right, so I should I could I can take direction. You know what I mean? Like oh, I need that help. Um, Especially in the creative process, because sometimes, like, if it's not a full mix yet, and there's something I'm, like, missing, and I know I'm missing something, it's good to have somebody else that has, like, a musical ear that's, like, I think this is what's yeah. this is what's off with it. Like, this isn't yeah. something funky about that, Let, you know? Let's just, um, let's bring up Alone. Alone, he sent me that, he's like, man, something's missing from the hook. And I was like, you should try this. I don't sing, but... This motherfucker's heard me sing, so <laughs> so I sent him a voice recording. Uh, so when you hear "Alone" and then you hear the "Alone, Alone" in the background, that was an idea. I was like, "Try that," and he was like, "Yo, yes, yes." So yeah, so yeah, I, I we work we work great together. I think uh, is yeah, and everything's not like all clean. Like there's tracks where it's like this, and it's like maybe we should get a third opinion, but you know. That's that's just what we built, and I think that's dope too. To where it's like, let's get a third opinion and stuff like that. But me, I, man, you're always gonna be able to improve. And like I tell you all the time, I want you to grow beyond me. I'll help you get there. But yeah, so <laughs> that that answers that. So <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into the album Headspace. You've dropped four singles: um, Alone, Down uh solar and uh, what's the one i'm missing sorry memories memories yeah. no, you and that's the one bro that's my shit okay so alone yeah. down memories and solar alone being the newest one um what went into making this album and there's 10 songs right 10 songs 10 yeah. songs okay yeah so uh kind of what's up Technically nine in an intro. Fair enough. Fair enough. So we got half the project, you know, and that's that's done really well. Uh, as far as your stats, I looked it over. We're at a little over 30,000 streams on those four songs, and we the rebrand was in September, so you're doing really well, um, you know, as far as that goes for a new artist. Uh, but to talk about Headspace, you know, how did you come up with that name, and, you know, what went into making that album? So, like, 
I always imagined like when I was like writing songs before and I like I wrote a lot of songs leading up to even like becoming an artist um it was always just like sounds or like like things I heard in my head mm-hmm. um and it kind of just built on that idea where it was like things I've like felt or like thought about um when I feel it in that moment I like write it down um and that's what turned into a lot of lyrics um that went into the creating of headspace um so i, I kind of think of it as like a trip into like my musical head basically everything yeah. was always locked in here and now it's out here yeah um the process was i i started like kind of coming up with the idea so i'd thrown some like test tracks out under chef um prior to that i recorded in like lounge studios in new york mm-hmm. and shout out to lounge studios shout out to lounge studios i mean i i first recorded there before i started like jumping into production myself um and then i met like a producer there he toured on like warp tour for a few years he's a guitar player and he helped me record when I dropped like Rap Man is like Chef Boyardee. So he's yeah, the one that was the engineer on that. Yeah, um, that's dope. And I was working with him on an idea and I hired him to help me get this idea together. And it was the beat to Cool. Um, mm. So that was the first track that was like created within that process. And it was right before the pandemic hit. I got that beat at like end of february and i originally had like a little different like um lyric to it and then i changed it because it just it something catchy just came and i was like all right this is it like and i thought it was gonna be one of those like kind of like club fun like songs for everyone yeah and then all the club down. yeah (laughs) (laughs) not in illinois they don't give a fuck (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, that's hey, uh, that's dope, man. Uh, so, I'm I'm excited. So, um, go ahead. No, you got it. Um, speaking on the, the track alone, that's more of a very personal record, right? Can you uh, speak on like how it felt getting those emotions out on paper or on your phone, like, just speaking out the truth, and how it felt to finally release all that negative energy. Oh, man. Um, so, Alone is like, like, and this goes for a lot of tracks on, like, the album. There's, like, a few that kind of get, like, really personal or um, jump into kind of, like, what most people would find somewhat uncomfortable to talk about on, like, a regular, like, basis. Um, right. And I'm kind of, like, throughout going to therapy um i i used to be one of those people that like didn't feel like their perspective was like valid um Mm -hmm. and over time like as i learned to to say like no like emotions are valid like how i feel is valid what i'm thinking is valid and i'm sure i'm not the only one that thinks these things or something like it um so when I start writing these things, um, sometimes it, it feels a little emotional. Sometimes it like takes me to a spot that might be like a little 
um, uncomfy, um, but it feels honest. It feels almost like like pressure is like off my chest. Like if I like as soon as I like get it out there and I get it down and it's like this is what this is. Um, this is how I feel. There's nothing wrong with how I feel. Um, and I'm sure me saying this and me sharing this gives other people a chance to connect with that and possibly share some of their own feelings. You know, yeah. I feel like um, the writing process for me is very good. Like, it, it helps me with my mental health. Um, and I feel like being able to kind of put that honesty into it um, will help a lot of other people cope and maybe want to talk about their mental health and then we can start having these conversations that might actually like be beneficial for each other yeah right, right. no I, I think I that's dope that. I love that yeah I love that in the, uh, in the album The Headspace which song or which track do you think most people enjoy off the album <laughs> um I think cool, definitely. Um, right, right. I, I, I love that one too, mostly because it's just like, you know, after everything that's gone on like the past like year, um, I think people need something that they can just like vibe out and like relax to and enjoy. Yeah. And I feel like cool gives that spot to them. Um, and just something to like, you know, like dance to is. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for that as well. Um, yeah, like, uh, you know, it's good to talk about like very um, kind of like personal things and stuff, but sometimes you need a break. Like, you can't all yeah just it's, sit in one like sad spot. Um, yeah, it's good forever. to it's good to be vulnerable with the lows, but it's also dope to experience the highs and share the highs. So yeah, I get yeah, that. I get absolutely. that. Hey, cool is my favorite track. I love playing that shit. I had to put that on the phone ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite track, bro. I, my daughter sings it, but you know that she sings down. So, like, I'm really excited for. I'm excited for everyone else to hear that. I'm sure you're overjoyed or uh, as well. Um, but I do want to ask you. So, uh, on this album, there are different sounds correct so you kind of there's different okay so with that like who kind of influenced it because um with that range of music on there who are who stuck out as influencers to you for this album headspace oh man like there's so many different sounds going on in this um i really love like um like pop music I love rap music. I love rock music. Um, sometimes I'll throw in a little country, but that's not really related to the album. But <laughs> I took, um, I started realizing like other artists that kind of have like 808s um, and throwing like acoustic or electric guitars. Um, even from years prior, like when I was listening to like tracks from like Lil Peep and then more recently like Breakdance or Joji or. Um, just kind of like that setting, like even some 1975 song throw in like 808s. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so I thought that was cool, like kind of like fusion of um, genres. And then 
you see an artist like Machine Gun Kelly where he goes from rapping to doing like pop punk so flawlessly and it's like you know yeah you don't have to be one thing yeah um so as I was creating I didn't want to just sit in one box and just like leave it at that um I, I kind of realized I liked more um there was like I always throw it back to like early Avenged Sevenfold because there's like a little bit of like a metal vibe to like a track or two, yeah. Um, to and it's um and kind of like uh, a lot of like rappers. Um, I really like I, I was I was listening to a lot of Denzel Curry at one point when yeah. I was like making this, mm, and I just like, came on like one track. Um, I was listening to a lot of like indie pop and like indie rock and I feel like that came out between a few tracks. Um I listened to like Kendrick and J. Cole. Yeah. Um Man, you're everywhere. And, <laughs> yeah. You did and not I'm, limit I'm yourself. Over, uh, yeah. Did but through like a lean Dion phase while I was like making the album. <laughs> um, hey, uh, jumped on that train as well. Um he had an album in March that I feel like a lot of people didn't like respond to it well, but like I really liked it. Um, I was a fan. I've always been a fan of his stuff though, because he just—I feel like he just does whatever, whatever yeah. he wants to do. So um, let me ask you this: so since you're new, like you mentioned, people that are already kind of established in their sound and they're trying things new. Um, so if you look at their careers, they mastered something first. Is that a path you want to take, or is that, or you just want to experiment until you find the sound you want to stick to, or do you just not want to stick to anything? You want to just create what comes to mind. That's a um, long question. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, genuinely, like, I feel like I'm just gonna create whatever I think sounds cool, regardless of like genre. Yeah. Um, I just want to stay authentic, like to who I am. Um, I respect that. Like, it, it jumps, but like, you know, I could have a track that straight up sounds like a rap track, or I could also have a track that straight up sounds like an indie rock song, or like I could fuse the two if I wanted to. Um, yeah. I could straight up just have like the most like pop sounding thing you've ever heard. Um, I don't know, like, I feel like it's all just like an experiment with sound, because, I mean, once you master, like, one thing, you do it for a while, it burns out, and I feel like yeah. people, not only the listener, but the creator also gets burnt out on that, like, yeah, yeah. It, it almost becomes like you put yourself in a box at that point, um, damn, that's deep, and you're just in there, yeah, and, yeah, I don't know, like, we're humans, we're complex, like, absolutely, yeah, 100%. we have a lot of tastes and thoughts and ideas, yeah, oh yeah, once, once the album comes out, what, uh, what, do, you, what do you hope that uh, people will take from it? I hope people just find solace in it, um, to be able to, like, like a, a lot of my like lower or higher points have been highlighted from listening to music, um, and Six. it's always gave me hope. Um, and I think there's a lot of hope in the lyrics that I've written. Um, I, I just, ultimately I hope people take hope out of it. 
more than anything and just I that I can give them kind of a space to uh, go through whatever they're going through, whether it be good or bad. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Damn, that was fire. <laughs> that yeah, no. That I think that's a good goal to have for any body of music, so I I think that's awesome. Um so I, I guess with that in mind, do you like COVID has definitely put a strain on this and you know, like you said you performed at the coast to coast. You really haven't performed since then due to COVID. Um so what else outside of like performances like um did COVID like make it harder for you to kind of lock in on creating music or um, like what are some ways you did, what are some things you did to stay motivated? I guess I should say during this time. <laughs> um, locking in wasn't hard. Um, I, I, the hard part is cause I've been working like this whole time. Um, on essential music, as fuck. Kind of like working oh. on. <laughs> what was that? I said essential as fuck, but then you said working on music. So, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, and and the grocery store. Um, <laughs> I also, like, I I took the year kind of um after COVID and everything happened, um, and the motivation to keep like going with uh music mostly comes from i can just imagine that day that like we're all chilling again basically yeah I'm on stage and like i feel like people are gonna want to go to shows more than anything after this oh yeah um hell yeah and i want to perform more than anything after all this like but i feel like the energy is just gonna be crazy um so just thinking of that alone is just like, yeah, like I can keep going for this, and by the time that it gets there, I want to have enough songs that like I can put on a great show for people. Yeah. Um, so kind of like just kept me going in that way because it's like I can continue to create content and I can continue to kind of perform for people in a way that's like virtual for now. But then as soon as those like live shows come up, I'm gonna be like prepared and ready to go. Um, with material that I think a lot of the crowd is going to be prepared and ready to go energetically. Um, no, that's dope. I feel like yeah, I like yeah. That. No, that makes yeah. sense because you know that's what I do shows. So it's like I, I and you know people people ask and you know I tease I tease by like oh who do you guys want to see live? So I, I people I think the people are ready. So it's just we're we're waiting for the world to be ready. <laughs> we are ready. We are yeah. Ready. <laughs> so no, I think I think that's a uh, dope. I get. I guess that would make me motivated because you you said like, so what's your what's your favorite thing about music? Like, is it performing or is it like the creative process or is it just? I'm I'm giving you ideas, but I really would like you to answer. So I'm gonna stop it too. Then, you know. Music is something that, like, has never really left my life, and it was, like, it just feels like it was always there. Um, so every little part of it is something to, like, enjoy in its, like, own way. Like, I do love, so, like, I love the art of, like, creating in the studio. It's interesting. Um, mixing, to me, feels like, like, kind of, like, art as well, too, because there's a whole process to that that I think 
the average listener doesn't think about because to them they're just like oh this is a song and like it just sounds good but like yeah. there's a whole lot of things that go into that so in a way that is one way i look at like putting in creating new like sounds and putting it all together as like a very vital but also one of my favorite parts because it's like what you create in order to set up the live part of it and the live part of it is great because it's imperfect it's like mm. you don't go to a show to hear somebody do something perfectly though it's great when they do yeah um you go to the show to feel something you want to feel whatever vibe whatever it is they're putting off yeah. um and that's what I love about live shows. There's no real pressure. It's a release. It's a release for me. It's a release for the crowd. It's a release for everyone. Yeah. Um, if we're going to be completely perfect, no. But if we're all jamming and we're all having a good time, and kind of like what you do with the podcast, you set the vibe. Yeah. Um, it's something that you won't forget. You'll always remember that concert that like blew you away. And even if somebody like if even if it wasn't perfect, you're still like, damn, I felt something while I was there. Yeah. Man, I can't wait to see you fucking perform. I feel like you're gonna leave motherfuckers in their feelings. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> you know. No. Yeah, no, I cause man, like being being a promoter, you know, you see a lot of people who can't who doesn't like they don't think like that they just they want to go up there they want to do their thing yeah i killed that shit you know but they don't leave with anything and they don't leave with people affected by it and no i think so i i can't wait because you got me kind of hype like shit i might catch a flight because yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's dope i i see a, I, I just see a lot of people and they're so focused on themselves like killing it they don't even think of the impression they're gonna leave you know, they're not, yeah. a lot of people don't use the opportunity to connect with people. They just use it to do their own thing when really it's everything you said, well, you know. It's about the crowd. Yeah. It's, it's cool to the artists. Yeah. You need them to catch a vibe off of you for you to be successful. And people don't think like that. So I think it's dope that it, it sounds like you're ready. Like if we opened up tomorrow and we got you something for next week, I feel like you'd be ready. So that's dope. I would be ready. Right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So uh it's uh I mean music is like giving. I mean if you're up there and you're being selfish with it and you're just thinking about yourself and like, oh I'm killing it, I'm doing this you're kinda of just failing yourself at that point. Like yeah. the point is to give what you what you came to do. Um, to give your energy, to give your time, to give your effort, your words, your melodies, your instrumentals, like all of it, all of it goes into giving. It's give and take, give and take. And when you give, they will give. And it just, it's a constant energy reception. And I think people, when you start to do that, you close yourself off. There's no give, so therefore there's no take, and there's no give back. Damn! No That's deep! <laughs> These people are like the true artists. Yeah. No, 100%, bro. Man, you won't even believe, like, the people I have, like, you won't even believe I've I've tried to put the, instill that in people. Because, you know, I meet a lot of people, they've never performed, but they can't wait. And then when they get up there, it's like, what, what was the can't wait part? Because you didn't, you didn't do much. Like, anybody, 
I can get on any fucking stage and rap a Mac Miller song, you know, but are they going to feel the same way when I do it when, compared to Mac? Probably not. So it's like, you know, that's how they feel about your song, especially if they don't know you. So, no, I think that's dope, yeah. man. I think that's dope that you already have that uh, view on it. Because showmanship yeah. is a whole different kind of talent, bro, and not everybody can fucking do that shit. You know, it's more... Yeah. It's more than throwing water bottles at people. It's more than fucking crowd surfing and stuff like that. Like, that's a whole different vibe. Like, um, yeah. So, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's that's where I'm at. That That's my shit. So, I love that shit. I'm so right on with that, though. Like, so right on. Yeah. Because, uh, so, this is not about me, but here I go making it about me. When I made... <laughs> When I made music, and I performing was my favorite part, but I feel like I never truly got the full grasp of it in time to where I was entertaining on a stage. But it was my favorite part, and I I felt like towards the end of my little career that um that's when I was like oh shit like I love this shit like you know and I, that was at the point where I finally got the crowd control down and shit like that because at that point like. I had never been to a concert. Like, my dad threw concerts when I was little, and I didn't go tweaking. But it's like, my boy is taking me to concerts, and I'm, I took what I enjoyed from those, and I was like, let me put this in my shit. And when that started to jump off, I was like, I love this shit. I can do this. I can, you know. But, yeah, showman, yeah. showmanship's a whole different thing. That's why I implore every artist to watch how people perform. Like, if there's an artist like you, like see how their concert went like see what they did during it like if you rap fast as fuck like twister or something like or tech nine tech nine loves fucking touring so you rap fast like tech nine go to a tech nine concert see what he does that keep that gives people that feeling you know that keep them coming back that man that's my shit though so i ain't gonna i'm trying not to get too much into that (laughs) no that's so real what is music where do you see yourself going with it in the next five to ten years, or what's the level that you hope to go to? Like, man, that's a, that's a that's quite the question. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely gonna be on stage doing something. Um, what stage that is, I don't know. Um, I would like to see myself get to a point where I'm playing a lot of like bigger venues, but right. It's almost like, you know, like, you want people to listen to your music at the same time. Like, I'm not really a person that's like, man, I need to be, like, famous now. Like, I need to be famous. I need everybody to know who I am. Um, But I want people to know my music. So I kind of try to throw expectations in a very, like, Dallas way um, out the window when it comes to, like, creating art. Um, because it's like when you expect something and then it doesn't come, you're gonna be super upset. Um, but if you never expected it, it's just kind of like you can keep going. Um, it never stops. Like the grind never really stops. Um, and when it does come, it's just that much sweeter because you never expected it. Like, um, I have a strong feeling that if I just keep going, um, eventually I'll get wherever I'm expected to end up by, you know, like, it's, I try to make it mostly about just the music itself and hope that speaks enough to 
get yeah. me where I need to go or where I will go. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so but definitely to the stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so. Got to get to a stage though. <laughs> so, all right. So your project is ten songs. Um, four out now. Memories down alone and solar. Uh, what? I guess um, when you when you did the rebrand from Conrad Pax or from Chef Bar D to Conrad Pax. Um, what was, what made you kind of save those songs, these songs for this or was it for this or were they just made or, sorry, I'm trying to, uh, I just want to, this is a random question. Sorry. <laughs> so, like, are you asking like, why did I release these songs underneath Conrad and not Chef? Yeah. Well, now that I ask it, I feel Oops. like you've already answered that earlier, so. I uh, uh pull that back in. Uh so I guess <laughs> I guess okay so since the rebrand you, so you felt like you know you were having fun and people weren't ready for you to get serious with your music with Chef Boyardee but you switched to Conrad Packs and you feel like they're ready for these messages and stuff. So what's what's tips for artists that kind of, you know, they treat it not as a joke. I don't want people to think oh, you know, but it's more of a hobby. And then when they get traction, they want to take it serious. What would you tell? What would you tell yourself at the beginning? Um, what would you change about the beginning of your journey if if you knew what you knew? If you knew you were going to be able to take it this serious and be able to um, succeed, kind of because you are succeeding. Um. Be patient. Yeah. Um. You know, like, especially when I was first making music, I just kept jumping the gun. Like, you know, everything had to happen so fast. We, li we live in a world where everything happens so fast anyways. Um, dude, yeah. Um, but like, you know, I was throwing out music just to throw out music without a second ear, without, like, even a polish on it, really. Um, and I was just writing things to write things. Like, I almost drove myself to that point. And it's like, chill. Be patient. Yeah. Like, urinate on your craft. Work on the craft. Like, um, sit on the idea. Sit on it. Listen. Don't, it doesn't have to happen in a day. You're on, you're on your own time. Like, you're really not, there's no rush. Yeah. Um, and I wish I had told myself that like three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, I think that's a great answer. I think uh, with music, we we are so compelled to, man, people got to hear this. I got to drop this ASAP to where people don't really have anything in the vault. Um, so I also do consulting on the side and I've helped this artist, AB. Shout out my boy because he's worked his ass off. Uh, and I, yeah, so, uh, you know, and, you know, he's at a point in his career where he has stuff in the vault and he was like, you know, I always felt like I just had to drop something or, you know, when I would perform, um, I always, it sucked not having things, not having a different. Um, just different songs to go to. Like, I'm not really feeling this song. I'll use this one. He didn't have a choice. He had to perform it. Um, so I, I think people are just so quick with that stuff. So I agree with your answer, like, as far as marinating and sitting on the idea. Um, because you never know. 
there there's no man especially with music there are no shortcuts you know um you know specifically that you know i sit on clubhouse rooms and i i i, I gain knowledge and someone i look up to is dame ritter you know he did the funk volume thing with hobson um yeah and it's just man there's there's no shortcuts and for everyone looking for a shortcut you're not gonna find it you're not yeah there are so many scams out there there's so many scams there's so many people getting over on you just being hopeful which then turns you into something that you're not because you got scammed so it's 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 not it's not easy it's not pretty but there are no shortcuts and you should never take one you should never look for one either especially with music you should never look for a shortcut um as far as yeah because if if a motherfucker says they work with so-and-so but so-and-so you can't even get an answer from so-and-so about this person chances are it's not real there's so many scams out there I've, i've i've heard them all i've heard them all and the reason people keep coming back to you for about those scams is because you felt you you've listened to the first one so it just it takes you know and i I've managed, I've not managed them, but I've worked with artists who have been scammed. Like, and it's like, you know, as soon as you stop seeking advice, or you know, you got scammed. And I, I'm sorry, but it, so I, I work with you. I would never let that shit happen to you. Like, <laughs> but it, it's so, it's so crazy. It's so crazy because people do look for shortcuts and they look for them every day. And it's like, man, you could just put the work in. And as far as your grind, I'll speak on that. As far as your grind, they already know we talk every day. But and as far as your creation, your creative process, my man is a runner, hardcore. We spoke on that. But outside of that, he's working on music. He's trying to look for ways. He's asking questions, and he's interested in the business. And um, Dame is like he said, he'll never manage another recording artist um, because. He'll never manage a recording artist that doesn't know the business. Because what happened with him and Hobson, Hobson didn't know the business. And so, uh, I don't know if you guys have watched these these Funk Volume episodes, but they're available on their YouTube. I heard about them, yeah. Um, Hobson didn't know the business, and he blew that entire thing up. And they were making waves because he thought Dame was being overpaid. And Dame was not being overpaid. Like, Hobson was making the most out of all of that. Could you, so it was just he didn't know the business. Dame was like, "I'll never work with anyone that doesn't know the business and doesn't want to learn the business." So I think, I think that's huge of you, especially as an independent artist, to want to know the business but also be able to still keep your creative touch on things as well, because that that'll take you a long way. Um, so I think that's a great tip too that you said about just being patient, because. You know, I even I have a problem with patience, man. I'm plotting every day. You see my whiteboard, like that shit on the bottom. You can't tell what it is, but those are all ideas for you that just come up in my mind. Those are all ideas yeah. for you. <laughs> all the people are gonna reach out to, shit like that. I'm fucking, it's it's real, it's real. But I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I, so I've seen him do it. He, he sits there and pulls up the stuff and writes down. <laughs> we'll be recording for a podcast. I'll be like, hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, that's crazy, man. I appreciate that more than you know. Like, and it is. I feel like you have to like know the business if you're going to get to get yourself into the business. You don't want yeah. to like be a pawn for the business. You want to be yeah. a part of the business. Yeah. Like, 
Especially with everything going on, as far as people exposing labels and stuff like that, you would you would think people would want to know and learn that, but they really don't. They don't care. They fall for the uh, YouTube rappers with chains and money to their ear, and they think that's that's the dream. It is not. But uh, well, sorry, Celis, what'd you say? No, I said he used the word "con." That's, that's how you know he's about his business. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I've been a pawn almost, like, because I didn't know the business when I was like, uh, I got offered a contract from this like small recording label when I was chef from Jersey, um, and I was like reading this contract and I like really couldn't make any sense of it. So I like had my uncle read it, who's a lawyer, and he told me that like basically they were. They were just like diluting messages like they'd say one thing here and then like basically redact it over here um where in the end i was just gonna end up creating shit and they were gonna get like pretty much all of it and i was gonna get like maybe like a little like three percent cut of nothing and then i was looking at their artist page um I was looking at their artists and like trying to like look at their numbers what they're doing on spotify like what is their youtube views and really all they had was a bunch of blown up instagram accounts with bots and like no spotify plays no soundcloud plays there's no youtube views um and people and i mean they don't own anything so one where is this like label making any money and two like even if the artist was to blow up, let's say something goes crazy, where are they going to get out of that? Like, nothing. Yeah. Um, and no, they, did have, they did have one artist that had a song blow up on TikTok. And it was sad because, like, I'm watching them post about it on, like, Instagram. And I know she's not getting any of that money. Um, Damn. Damn. And that was like a year after they offered me that contract. And I was like, even if I'd have had a song blow up on TikTok or whatever, there would have been no points. I'd have gotten literally nothing out of that. Damn. Well, they tried to pick you. Yeah. yeah. They're out there. People, yeah. That's fucking crazy. I'm glad you shared that. That's fucking crazy because that is. Uh... Yeah. That's, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Culture. <laughs> Yeah, that's nuts. You sign everyone, it's one to pop, and then you can disregard the, like, hundred others. And That's, that's nuts. I've, I've seen artists in, like, bad contracts. So, um, my one of my business partners, Becker, John Becker, he, um, what, so, he's, a, he's really an investor, but I bounce ideas off of him because he, like, he invests in my business, which is a concert promoter. Um, so, with that, um, he also attends a lot of concerts, and I've been to concerts with him. So, uh, this artist, High Res, we've been fans of him since we were, like, in high school. Um, we bought tickets to go to this, like, camp festival thing that they canceled and they never refunded us for. And, you know, he went to see High Res, and there was an album that High Res dropped. And, you know, he didn't really, like, promote it or anything. He's like, oh, I found this. And I was like, I was like... There's, he was like, there's no promotion or anything. I, I wonder why it's here. And I kind of explained. I was like, he probably just got in a shitty like label thing and dropped it to get out of it. And you know, he did the he got the meet and greet and met with High Res and brought it up. And he was like, um, pretty much what you said is what happened. 
you know, he had a shitty contract and just had to drop something to get out of it, and that's what it was. So, Hi-Rez has a whole project of shit that he didn't really market because he got a bad label deal. And it might not, the advance might have been fire. Advance could have been fire, but I don't, you know, I don't know the details, but it just goes to show, like, they're even getting over on people that have, a, like, a great following, not just the new guys. Or they're trying to, oh, at yeah. least. They're trying to, at least, which is nuts. But, yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for coming on, you know, and kicking it with us. Yeah, man, appreciate it. Yeah, because it, it was good. <laughs> yeah, and we look forward to it. <laughs> so we got Headspace dropping February 2nd. Uh, it's going to be available everywhere, right? Yeah, yes. kind of sh- shout out your socials and stuff. Let people know where they can follow you and check you out at. Um, at Conrad Pats official on Instagram, um, at Conrad Pats NYC on Twitter, um, Conrad Pats on Facebook, um, and then hello, hello. my name. If you look up Conrad Pats, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that shows up. Hey, that's that SEO doing his. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Headspace February second. Make sure you guys go check that out. I'll put all the pre order, pre saves, all that stuff in the bio. Um, Marcellus, you got anything for us today? Hey, real quick before you go. <laughs> okay, what's, what's up? Best place. What is the best place to eat in New York that you go to? Um, man, that is a that is. There's a lot of good places to eat in New York. Um, <laughs> give me two, give me two real quick. Two real quick. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> you come to New York, um, find a diner that looks like it's in the middle of fucking nowhere um, on like a side street that looks kind of sketchy that you kind of don't know if you should walk down it. That diner will always have the best food. Mm. Um, they all have different names. Some of them have like crazy lights and things from like eighties or the fifties or like whatever. Go because like <laughs> you can have like breakfast, lunch, and dinner all day. It's gonna have like so many different like types of things, and you can get like cheap glasses of wine and shit. And like uh-huh. it all tastes fire. Like it, it's it's consistent. It's consistently good. Um, um, another place I like to eat is, uh, oh, what's it called? Um, uh, all the time, there's a Spanish food place up here. Um, it's like, I'm probably going to totally, like, butcher this name. Um, it's like El Rincon or something. Um, but they have this, like loaded plate of like nachos and these shrimp tacos that are just so good like it's my my favorite shit my girlfriend and i would love it like <laughs> that's awesome all right you got to you got to take us you got to take us when yeah, we come yeah, out yeah. there this summer <laughs> all right, all right. All right uh, there's also pizza like really good pizza places that we will go to yeah you, we always hear about new york pizza too that in chicago they're always trying to battle why can't everybody have good pizza? Oh. <laughs> but Marcellus, that's that's it for you today. Yeah, that's, that's all I all right. need to know. That's all I need to know. I'm James. I'm Marcellus. And this was a kickback.